the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Jesus is going to present you one day blameless and above reproach. Holy, blameless, and above reproach in God's sight. Because he's going to present you in his righteousness, not your own filthy garments, but his rich robes. That's why the Father is going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Because he's just going to see the righteousness of Jesus Christ. We all want to earn our place. This desire is rooted in our pride. Our culture highly values that drive and ambition in individuals. You could likely think of a few examples of powerful, famous people who have a rags-to-riches story. People who pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. The thing is, as Pastor Dan will explain in today's message, this isn't a value in God's kingdom. In His kingdom, we must rely on Him to pull us up, and we're encouraged to lean on each other for support. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Zechariah chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Revelation chapter 11, verse 15 says, the, kingdom of, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. All the nations will belong to him one day. All the governments will be upon his shoulder, and he will rule as king. When we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Isaiah chapter, or Psalm 122, verse 6, when we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, we're actually praying for Jesus Christ to come back. You know, it's kind of like thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praying for the peace of Jerusalem is really praying for Jesus Christ to come and dwell in Jerusalem. That's when Jerusalem will know peace. And Jerusalem will not know peace before that, before Jesus Christ returns. In fact, turn with me over to chapter 12 real quick. Look what it says about Jerusalem. Verse 1. The burden of the word of the Lord against Israel. Thus says the Lord who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth and forms the spirit of man within him. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness. Your translation might say a cup of trembling to all the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone, notice, for all peoples. All who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. This is looking ahead to the end of the tribulation period, to the battle of Armageddon, where all the nations of the world are going to come against Jerusalem. Jerusalem will be a, a burdensome stone. It will be a cup of trembling. 
a cup of drunkenness to the nations, all the nations, all the nations. The city of Jerusalem will be the big political issue of the last days. Jerusalem and Israel, they are the key to understanding Bible prophecy and understanding where everything's heading and where everything is going to converge. It's all going to converge ultimately on Israel and on Jerusalem. Israel and Jerusalem are God's clock. So even as you as you look at world events right now, you always want to be asking the question, how does this fit into Bible prophecy regarding Israel and regarding Jerusalem and regarding the Jewish people? Because that's that's where it's all going to focus. Now go back to chapter two. Now just look at verse 11 again. It says, many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day, and they shall become my people, and I will dwell in your midst. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. Now, this is the Lord Jehovah speaking, and the Lord Jehovah says that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. How is the Lord Jehovah sent by the Lord of hosts? It's triune God, that's how. Verse 12, and the Lord will take possession of Judah as his inheritance in the Holy Land and will again choose Jerusalem. Now, if you're a note taker, this is the only place in the Bible that Israel is called the Holy Land. If you take a trip to Israel, like a Bible tour, it's called a Holy Land tour. And when you get to Israel, somebody will say to you, welcome to the Holy Land. Uh, one time when we were there, we ate in a restaurant in Nazareth called the Holy Land Restaurant, right? This is the only place in the Bible where we find the phrase, the Holy Land. And I want you to note here, what makes the Holy Land holy is the presence of Jesus Christ in the Holy Land. Right now, Jesus is not dwelling in the land of Israel, so the land of Israel is not really the Holy Land right now. It's not really holy. What's going to make it holy is when Jesus Christ returns to Jerusalem. The presence of Jesus is what will make it holy. So now he says in verse 13, be silent all flesh before the Lord, for he is aroused from his holy habitation. This announcement that he has made in chapter two, that the Lord God will come and he will dwell in the midst of of Zion, in the midst of Jerusalem. it, It should cause everyone to fall silent. You know, everyone should be in awe is the idea here, because God has just declared Jehovah has just said that he is coming to the earth and will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem. And that should just cause everybody to pause. Right. And be silent, just awestruck by that whole idea. And so now we come to chapter three and we have Zechariah's next vision in verse one. Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. So here you have Joshua, the high priest. Uh, We've met him before in Zechariah. Here in this vision, Joshua really represents all the people of Jerusalem. And and Joshua is standing here, and the word standing, it has the idea of of, of standing because he's on trial. So here he's kind of on trial before the judge. The angel of the Lord is there. And, and the angel of the Lord is an Old Testament appearance of Jesus Christ, right? If you have a new King James, it, it's capital A, angel of the Lord, right? This is an Old Testament appearance of Jesus Christ, a 
Christophany or theophany as it's called. And we see that Satan is also there, the adversary, and he is there to oppose Joshua or to accuse him. Ephesians chapter 6 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. We're engaged in a spiritual battle with demonic beings. Satan is here to accuse Joshua. He's the accuser. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10 says uh, that there Satan is described as the accuser of the brethren. And it says that he accuses us before God night and day. Now watch what happens here. And the Lord said to Satan, so you have the angel of the Lord is there. Now it's the Lord, Jehovah. The Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Again, notice the Lord said, the Lord rebuke you. It seems this is the angel of the Lord speaking, Jesus Christ. And the angel of the Lord said, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. Jesus has authority and power over Satan and and demons. And, And look again what he says. The Lord has chosen Jerusalem. He rebukes you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Now, he he says here again, going on in in, in verse three, it says, now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel, the angel of the Lord, standing before Jesus Christ. So, So here you have the angel of the Lord, Jesus Christ, you have Satan who's there accusing Joshua, condemning him. And you have Joshua standing there. And we're told in verse three that Joshua was clothed in filthy garments, standing there before the angel. And the language here is pretty graphic in the Hebrew. Joshua's garments are filthy. And the language is that his garments are covered with human excrement. I'm glad most of the teenagers aren't here tonight because I would hear about that, you know, like Beavis and Budhead type stuff after the service. So get, get this picture. Please don't miss it. Here's Satan, the accuser, who is accusing Joshua before the angel of the Lord, who's Jesus Christ. And it doesn't tell us how he's accusing him, but maybe he's saying, look how filthy you are. Look how disgusting you are. Look how how your garments are covered with human excrement. And all of that was true. All of that was true about Joshua. But the Lord says, I have chosen him. Please don't miss this. He says, I have chosen Jerusalem. What Satan says is true, but God has chosen him. He says, I have plucked him out of the fire. And listen, the same is true about you. Same is true about me before we were saved. Before we were redeemed by Jesus Christ, our our garments were filthy because of our sin. We were all covered uh, in the most disgusting filth. And Satan, the accuser, he doesn't have to make up lies about us. He can just say what is true. Look at you. Look at how filthy you are. Look at how disgusting you are. Look at how messed up your life is. Look at all your sin. You stink. Your life's a mess. And the Lord Jesus Christ says, I've chosen him. I've chosen him. I plucked him from the fire. I plucked her from the fire. They're mine. He chose us. He plucked us out of the fire of God's wrath. He chose us and plucked us out of the fire of God's judgment. 
when when we were when we were covered in the filth of our sin, when we were covered in the filth of our own excrement, so to speak. And again, everything that Satan says is true. Most of the stuff he says about us, most of the stuff he whispers in our ear is true. We are that we are that way. And Jesus Christ says, it doesn't matter. I chose him. It doesn't matter. I chose her. I plucked her right out of the fire. And then look what he says in verse four. Then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him. This would be, it it seems, other angels that are there. Take away the filthy garments from him. And to him, he said, see, I have removed your iniquity from you. And I will clothe you with rich robes. Can you see the gospel in this? Jesus Christ removes our filth. He removes our iniquity by his blood. When Jesus Christ was on the cross, all of our filthy sin was put upon him. And he died in our place on the cross for our filth. And then he puts on us clean garments. He puts on us rich robes. He robes us in his righteousness now, the Bible says. Isaiah 61 Verse 10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My, my soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, as a bride adorns herself with jewels. Jesus has clothed us with the garments of salvation. He has covered us with the robes of his righteousness. Remember when the prodigal son comes home to his father? Remember what the prodigal son was doing before? He was feeding pigs, right? He's, he's covered with pig slop and pig filth, and he stinks. And what does the father do? As soon as his son gets home, he sees his son covered with the filth. And instead of saying, look at you, look how filthy you are. What in the world were you doing? How did you end up like this? The father says, give my best robe. And the father puts his best robe on his son. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. So now all you see is the Father's rich robe. When, When the Father looks at you, he sees the robe of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. He sees the garment of salvation. The filth has been removed. Those filthy garments have been taken away. Your iniquity has been taken away. You've been robed with rich robes. And so we we no longer have our own righteousness, which is just filthy garments. We have the righteousness of Jesus Christ, right? God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. And so now the father sees the righteousness of his son when he looks at you. Even though you were this filthy mess and I was this filthy mess, now he just sees the righteousness of his son. And that's why Jesus is going to present you one day blameless and above reproach, wholly blameless and above reproach in God's sight. 
because he's going to present you in his righteousness, not your own filthy garments, but his rich robes. That's why the father is going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord, because he's just going to see the righteousness of Jesus Christ. All of your filthy unrighteousness was nailed to the cross. And you stand in the righteousness of Jesus, robed in his righteousness. Now watch this. So, so the Lord says, take away the filthy garments from him. And to him, he said, see, I have removed your iniquity from you, and I will clothe you with rich robes. And I said, this is Zechariah. And I said, let them put a clean turban on his head. Zechariah jumps in here. He says, put a clean turban on his head too. So they put a clean turban on his head. And they put clothes on him. And the angel of the Lord, Jesus Christ, stood by. And then the angel of the Lord admonished Joshua, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, If you will walk in my ways. Watch the flow here. If you will walk in my ways, and if you will keep my command, then you shall also judge my house. You'll get to serve in my temple. And likewise, have charge of my courts, I will give you places to walk among those who stand here. Now that you've been cleansed of your filth, now that you've been changed, now that you've been made new, now that your sin has been washed away and removed by the blood of Jesus Christ, now that you have the garment of salvation and you are robed in his righteousness, now walk in his ways. Now keep his commands. As Paul would say in Romans chapter 6, reckon the old man dead and walk in this newness of life you have in Jesus Christ. And as you do, the Lord will give you good works to do, good works that he has ordained for you. He, He says, if you walk in my ways, it's conditional, and if you will keep my commandment, then you shall also judge my house. I've, I've, I've got... Good works for you to do in my house. And likewise, you'll have charge of my courts. And I will give you places to walk among these who stand here. Now, who was standing there when he said this? Well, the Lord was standing there and some angels were standing there. So he says, you'll get to walk with the Lord now. You'll get to enjoy fellowship with him. Isn't this amazing? Here here you were, there I was once, filthy, disgusting, repulsive because of our sin. We've been cleansed by Jesus Christ. We've been made new. We've put on the garment of salvation. We've been robed with the righteousness of Jesus. And now we can serve the Lord. Now we can walk in the good works that he's ordained for us to do. And we get to enjoy Fellowship with him and walking with him all because of his grace, all because he said, I chose him. I chose this filthy, disgusting person who messed up their life by their sin. And then I did all of this for them, all by his grace. All that we bring to this is our filthy garments. That's our only contribution. That's your, that is your only contribution. That's my only contribution to the gospel is we bring our sin. We bring our need for salvation. That's it. That's the only piece that we bring to the table. The rest is Jesus Christ and what he does. So that brings us to verse 8. Hear, O Joshua, the high priest, 
you and your companions who sit before you, for they are a wondrous sign. For behold, I am bringing forth my servant, the branch, the branch. This is a this is speaking of Jesus Christ, my servant, the branch. That's a name for Jesus. The 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 line of David was cut off when Israel and Judah were taken into captivity. But Jesus will be the branch that grows out of the stump of the line of David. And that's kind of the picture here. If you picture an olive tree that's been cut off uh, and it's just a stump there, new branches will grow out of that stump. New life will come. And that's the picture here with Jesus Christ. He's the branch that grows out of the stump of David or out of the stump of the line of David. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Even though it's cut off, this line is cut off, the line is not dead, the branch will come out of the stump. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua upon the stone are seven eyes that speaks of omniscience. Behold, I will engrave its inscription, says the Lord, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. So here he describes this stone. Again, another another name or picture for Jesus Christ. He's the stone the builders rejected. He's the rock of offense. For believers, Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone that we align everything in our life with. We align our life with the chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ. He says, I will remove the iniquity of that land, note, in one day, which Jesus did when he died on the cross, taking all of the iniquity and all of the sin of the world upon himself, and he removed that sin in one day. All of the sin of humanity removed in one day when he cried out, it is finished. And so verse 10 now, and in that day, looking ahead now, to the kingdom age. And that day, says the Lord of hosts, everyone will invite his neighbor under his vine and under his fig tree. Again, looking ahead to the kingdom age, which will be a time of peace and prosperity. That's what this this saying under his vine and under his fig tree. The, the, the fig tree provides shade. Uh, it provides sweet fruit. The vine provides grapes for wine, which was a symbol of joy in the Bible. Uh, And so to sit under your fig tree, you sit under your fig tree, you enjoy the the shade of the tree, you enjoy the fruit uh, of of the tree. And this saying actually became an, an, an idiom for the messianic age, for when the Messiah comes. In fact, uh, Jews would study the scriptures while sitting under a fig tree. Uh, it was a way of saying they're, they're looking for the Messiah to come. They're looking for the Messianic age. If you remember in John chapter 1, Jesus, when he saw Nathanael, he said to Nathanael, uh, I saw you when you were sitting under your fig tree. Nathanael was looking for the Messiah to come. Nathanael was a guy that was longing for the Messiah to come when the Messiah came. And we are longing for Jesus Christ to come for his church to take us to heaven to be with him. That's the longing of our heart. And so in a sense, you know, we're sitting under our fig tree, studying the word of God, waiting for Jesus Christ to come to take us to be with him so that where he is, there we may be 
also. We're waiting and we're watching for the Lord. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Zechariah, one of the Old Testament books of prophecy. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. God's Word can speak to you in a variety of ways, and it can reach you in a personal way too. If you'd like to hear more messages from this series, visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. While you're visiting our website, you might be interested in learning more about the church that supports this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. You can even come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, visit calvaryec.com for details. You'll also notice a tab for giving and a tab for serving opportunities. Make sure to check those out and think about being a part of this ministry and the church as a whole. If you have questions, please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. Or feel free to connect with us through our website. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.